Do you struggle to find answers to your pelvic health problems? Do you feel silenced in your quest to just feel better? Women, girls, sisters, if you have experienced infertility, PCOS, incontinence, painful periods, sexual trauma, and so much more associated with the pelvis, then Women's Pelvis Wellness is a place for you. Me and experts from around the world are joining here to get you the answers to the holistic health that you have been seeking. Please join us in being a pelvis wellness warrior. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again today. We have another pelvis wellness warrior with us, Rachel Whitehead. Rachel is originally from Holland, but she lives in the UK now. And she is an incre- she's incredible wealth of knowledge. She has so much education and so much experience. And probably the most important, so much passion about women's health in many different aspects. So Rachel, I'm just going to hand it over to you and you know, share your story with us. Yeah, well, thank you, Amy. I really, yeah, this is a big passion of mine, helping women and supporting women to actually find their own inner truth and their authenticity. Um, And it's been a really interesting journey, kind of offering this work to women over the years. I can see, like, it's becoming more and more a topic that women feel comfortable to talk about and it's finally (laughs) yeah finally we're getting a little bit more open about yeah topics like menstrual cycle and female uh the pelvis area sexuality and um just feminine kind of awakening i really feel that we're in a time now that women are starting to find their voice again and so that is really really amazing and the work that i do is is really help women to unlock their potential and their um yeah feminine essence yes and yeah one thing that i was chatting with um i was talking with some friends of mine i'm 40 and they're in their early 30s and um you know they were just talking about you know their their boyfriends or their husbands, you know, they wanted to be like when they're, if they're role playing or, you know, if they're having, you know, personal intimate time, they want to be more sexy and they want to do this and they want to do that. But the women are held back by, you know, their own self judgment. They don't want to look stupid. They don't want to try to look sexy and then not look sexy. And I told them like literally after I turned 40 that shifted and I totally don't care anymore because I am fully in my body and I'm, I'm fully in love with my body. And I tell them they don't care that they're your man and you're their woman. And they just want, they just want that. Like they're not going to look at you and think, well, she's trying to look sexy, but she looks silly. Like they're just thinking, yes, let's, you know, let's do this, you know, come over here kind of a thing. So it's that own inner self judgment of that holds us back a lot of times. Yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing that because that's actually what I find as well with the work that I offer for a lot of women. They, um, 
they are kind of still stuck in this place where they're pleasing the other person. They're trying to please the other person that they're in relationship with. And then at the same time, a lot of women still have this idea that they obligated to have sex. And a lot of the time, the work that I do with women is also to really stop and wait before anything comes inside or enters their body and listen to what the body is saying. And for a lot of women, this is a totally new concept where they have never heard this before. Like, what do you mean? I, I, I ask my body to, to see if my body is actually ready or to receive this. And, and for a lot of women, that is kind of totally new. And so when that starts to happen, um, everything is slowing down. And also they are really becoming aware of the fact that they haven't actually questioned whether or not they are ready or available or open or um, wanting this. And so that is kind of really eye-opening, I find, when I, when, I, when I speak to women and they're still kind of having this ingrained message that we are just here as sex object for someone else to join to kind of enjoy us but what about our enjoyment so where is it that we like what is it that we like what is it that we want what is it that feels good to us and these questions are kind of for most women i haven't heard you know anyone ask them like okay what do you want what right. do you like yes Yes, I definitely have noticed that about myself a lot of times. And I think, I literally think that that's just how things have been set up. You know, men are supposed to want it and women are supposed to give it up when they want it. But what about when the woman wants it and the man doesn't? I have found that often in relationships that I've been in. And so it's like, if I, if, if they want it and I'm just not in the mood or whatever, you know, then they kind of get whiny and everything and that I'm just supposed to give it up. But when it's in the opposite and I want it, they're like, no, I just don't want to. No, I just don't want to. And like, that's the end of the discussion. I was like, well, that's not fair, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why there is a lot of kind of, at the moment, it's really exciting because what is happening, I feel is that women are trying to, as I said, trying, they're finding their voice. And so it's really about now I, I feel like, yeah, what, what is it really that feels good to us? And um, this whole idea that we're just here kind of to nurture and serve and give and caretake, that is natural to women. That is our nature you know we have that mothering energy so we really naturally like to give and to nurture other people and so that is kind of familiar for us right. and then when we start to look a little bit deeper and kind of start to feel into well is this really what we what we desire then very often yeah i find women that are yeah, coming to realize that they're actually having been for years, been focusing on the other and not so much on what 
what they what they're feeling what they're desiring what they want and um what happens then is when they realize that there is also a grieving and a sense of loss because they have kind of been doing something for someone else for all these years and so that's kind of yeah sad when they realize that and for a lot of um i think there is a lot of misunderstanding around kind of what sexuality is and what it could be sure and um we, we we get the messages through media or like a lot of the time when i work with women in workshops or when we have discussion groups it's like what are the messages that you have received when you grew up around your femininity your body your breasts your vagina your menstrual cycle and your sexuality and so when we start to look more deeply at like what are these messages that we have taken on as the truth very often we women realize that they are outdated and that they kind of need to update their um yeah hard drive in their in their brain the computer because it's not we're not anymore in that time so yeah it's really interesting to uh, see women like flourish in that way when they finally starting to look and ask themselves this question like what What are the messages that I received? Where did I learn about sexuality about my body first? Right So Rachel what drew you to this work like what kind of led you down this path? well, it was really my own my own experience with my own body and my own sexuality that was um like distorted like what i describe is is similar to what i've gone through myself my own sexual self never really got a space in i never managed to in the now it's all changed but in the past i was like continuously using this old mess message in my head that sexuality was for someone else's pleasure and nothing to do with me and so my own sexual self my own identity that is something that i had to rediscover and explore and really take time with myself to feel into what is it that i actually like and want and uh, my biggest kind of change was when i went to kind of a one month uh training with women in in thailand where i um really discovered myself and discovered my own sensual and sexual self and when i was there i had these really amazing experiences starting to happen in my body where it's like in in tantra and taoism or, or yoga they call it like shakti the shakti energy or the life force energy started to kind of wake up and start flowing so my body started to move in all these ways which i've never experienced before and i was kind of like what is this and it was a bit scary as well for and that's what i realized with a lot of women as well when they finally going on to that journey of awakening their inner life that that is can be quite overwhelming because suddenly it's kind of 
coming as a force and the, the the life force energy it's like trusting it is a new experience right and so it was through my own um yeah my own past my history of sexuality being distorted and being like all about other and not about me that's how i started going on that journey to explore and see well actually what is it that i want like i started reading books and in those books it started talking about becoming multi-orgasmic and i was like what is that (laughs) what does that look like and how does that feel i have no idea so i got curious so it's basically (laughs) through, through being curious and being open to discover and rediscover parts of myself that i've never tapped into before that's really beautiful yeah yeah one thing that i that i always think is so strange and i mention this quite often is that we feel comfortable actually having the act like actually doing the act and having sex with our partner but we don't feel comfortable talking about it Mm. So we can be completely nude and we can, you know, do, you know, whatever it is that you two find pleasure in doing, but we can't talk about how we want that pleasure. And I just think that that is, I mean, it's it's just so interesting and so backwards, you know, and, um, and it is, it's what I've noticed too, is that it it's always about the end result, like get to an orgasm and, you know, don't make it too long, you know, where it should be the journey of with both of you. And yes, you know, maybe that isn't even the end result. Maybe the, the, maybe you're just enjoying each other in that moment, however you want to. But I have found with so many partners and now that I'm a little bit older and I've had more experience, it's always about time. Mm. You know, I had a discussion with a male friend of mine and we were talking about like different fantasies that we have. And it's nice to get, you know, the male female perspective for the opposite sex. And, um, um, he was telling me, you know, some of his things and then he asked me what mine were. And I said, you know, mine are kind of normal everyday things. They always include time. You know, like maybe we're going to spend the day and we're going to go for a walk and then go to the farmer's market and, you know, maybe we'll go to a park and make out behind a tree or maybe we'll go to a parking lot and get it on the back of the van or maybe we'll make the dinner with the food we bought at the farmer's market and, you know, then later on we'll just enjoy each other some more. So it's kind of like an all-day playful thing that really gets you know, your mind in the, in the mood. And then, yeah, the end result is something explosive and magical and pleasurable. But for women, it's above the belt. And for men, it's below the belt. And you have to compromise for both. Yeah, thank you for, for putting that in there, because that is actually one of the kind of conversations I love to have with people around, you know, it, what you're, what you're speaking about to me is like it's really about intimacy and an emotional connection and a vulnerability and that is something that women really really deeply long for and at the same time it it it's something that is difficult for us you know to be intimate and to be 
vulnerable and most of us haven't learned how to be intimate with someone or how to be vulnerable it's a scary thing to be vulnerable and yes there we can take off our clothes and we can have sex and it doesn't mean that we have to be intimate or be vulnerable in any shape or form right and so it's really um you know a, a, a lot of women they 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 really long for that emotional connection and for us like you say it's like it's in the heart that we need to feel that emotional connection and that heart opening with someone before we really get into that state of wanting to have uh, even further more connection and that's why what i've seen over the years is that women have become very much in their way of having sex has been very much not very feminine it's more like the way it's being shown to us through media and so it's all about how it looks but not so much how it feels and so when we start to really feel and that's another thing that i i I find is that a lot of people have lost the ability to feel and that is quite scary because you know, we, we are accustomed, we, we can easily deal with a lot of intensity, with a lot of uh, stress. We can tolerate all of those things. But the, the simple thing of feeling intimacy and vulnerability is something that is much more challenging for a lot of people. So it's kind of like we've been training the muscle of dealing with stress and dealing with anxiety, dealing with fear, dealing with a lot of information and then when we take all of that away and we just sit with ourselves and feel ourselves simply feeling i see again and again that that is very um it's it's something that has not been developed that that muscle of just simply feeling again and when women start to feel again then their 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 kind of experience of their body and their sensuality their sexuality is is very different to what we have seen on tv or in films or you know in the magazine it's very more much more sometimes women start crying or they want to maybe start to get angry or they're going to become fearful and these are the things like what you say is like we can't we can't with very little communicate about this we don't say you know suddenly like i'm feeling really scared now or i feel really angry and i want to you know i want this to stop or i need something else to happen now and that is yeah that is very difficult i find for for people to communicate that kind of deeper feeling and that is intimacy and that is vulnerability right well, and you're 100% correct. I mean, we are not raised to, we are raised to please our partner. That's what we're raised to do. Um, I was on a podcast. Um, I think it is called the Sex Education Stand-Up Comedy Show, something like that. And when I was on that interview, um, the woman said the two things that have ruined sex for people is religion and porn. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, duh, absolutely. Because one tells you to touch everyone all the time, regardless if they want it or not, in any way that you want to touch them. And the other one says, 
don't touch anybody, don't touch yourself, don't think about it. And so then we come together and we have completely warped images and ideals of what we're supposed to do, what we're supposed to want. It's that supposed to, you know, kind of a thing. Um, so when a woman comes to you and she's ready for change and she's ready to learn and to heal, what are kind of like your first few steps that you might walk her through to help her on her way? Yeah, thank you. I, I, you know, what you're saying as well, it's like, it's the old messages that we have received through like porn, through um, the religion. So we have to look at that first before we can make any space for anything new to grow. We have to look at like, I very often use the analogy of a garden. So we have this garden here and we have to look at what we, what is in this garden and what do we want to keep here and what is not necessary anymore. So that's why we first very often I have women and they come and we talk about um, like like what I just said. It's like, what are your beliefs about your sexuality? Like, what is it for you right now? What does it look like? And and then we can look at kind of messages that maybe are outdated and like they are not serving that woman anymore. And so then we start to work on 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 the feelings that are attached to that very often there's feelings of shame that come up as well and as i said earlier sadness grief because of a letting go of something old even though we don't want it anymore it doesn't serve anymore there is a letting go of, of that and then it's right. a, a grief so there is a sadness and then there is a fear as well for the change because what is that going to do to the women their family life and their partner if they're going through a big change it's very often going to rock the boat <laughs> and that is scary and so that's kind of where we start it's like looking at where um where did you learn these messages who gave them to you are they still necessary do you still want to keep those messages and are we going to change them? And then are we going to change them in what? So what are the new? It's kind of a learning of a reparenting. That's what I very often use as a word to, to help women remind that, you know, the way we've been growing up is, is, is maybe not ideal. So now we have to reparent ourselves and bring new messages into our system. Absolutely. Definitely yeah and yeah and then later on we we continue doing body work so once we've spoken about all of it it's kind of we need to get it out somehow it needs to come out of the body and that happens through the throat center and by voicing it and then when when things have come out like through talking we can come back into the body more easily because we feel safe and a lot of the work that i do is i need I, I, I think it's very important for women to be fully in their body, fully in their center, full, feel safe with themselves, have a core strength before they can do any deeper work, which is kind of like an embodiment work or receiving touch, working uh, on the pelvic area by 
massaging or by using other practices from from Taoism or um, just like energy healing it's very important that the woman is present in their body because if they're not present and not grounded any work that you do it will not have any impact in fact it can actually be traumatizing because someone can go and dissociate again and leave their body so that's why a woman needs to be very aware that they are in their body first and and know the difference when you are dissociating or when you're going in a, a fight flight freeze or fawn response that is when you 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 need to be aware of those kind of um patterns in yourself before you do any further deeper work so that you don't re-traumatize yourself right definitely and it's really important too that your partner also be engaged you know do you ever do you work with couples or do you just work with the women yeah i work with couples as well and um very oh. often what i say to women that come to me start do the work on your own first for sure it doesn't matter you know if you once you start working on yourself everything will start to change automatically so right. it's not necessarily in the beginning i always say start with you because it's very difficult you have to feel yourself first if you can feel yourself first if you can be intimate with yourself first then you're open to be intimate with someone else but it it has to be in, you have to be in your body before someone else come kind of into the picture because right. when someone else comes into the picture there's another energy there is another um, person which maybe you have already built up a lot of history and then it becomes very quickly we start right. to come intertwine and mingle and then it's right. becoming like difficult again to see like what is mine and what is yours Correct. what am i feeling and not like what are you feeling or what are you doing is this right am i doing it right are you doing it you know <laughs> yeah there is a lot of i mean you know even even actually during the act, I mean, you're literally, you know, having intercourse with this person that you love and your brain is completely not there, you know, because you're like, you know, stretch marks and flab and jiggles and what if the kids walk in, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, like, and all of these things. So it is so important, exactly what you say, to heal yourself and be present in yourself and, and, um, and you know, to even just look at your body, just completely nude and recognize all the beauty that yeah. is there instead of all of this negative self-talk that yeah. we, and I encourage women to do that all the time because I've had to get to a place where I did that. You know, mm -hmm. I definitely had to do that. And you know, I mean, three babies, all by C-section, nursing, stretch marks, you know, I mean, all the things that so many other women have. Um, and it's so it's it's the hardest thing it's the hardest thing to get out of your own head and you know heal your heart and to be able to maintain that but it is very interesting because once you get there your energy has completely shifted and people feel that even if they're not cognizant that's what they're feeling so they respond differently to you yeah you know and it's I mean, it's, it's a beautiful transition to see. 
Yeah, yeah, thank you. I, I really think a lot of women can relate to what you're sharing. And one of the exercises I very often give women to do or homework is like stand in front of the mirror with no clothes on and look at your body and listen to your mind and see what messages are coming. And right. for and that's why it's like we need to first acknowledge all these messages that we are, you know, either giving ourselves or have been other people have been telling those messages to us and now we've taken them as the truth. Sure. So it's like, yeah, as I said, you have to build that relationship with yourself and your body first. And as you say, when then someone else comes in and you've transformed that trans that relationship with yourself, then it, that relationship will be very different. But if there is this feeling like, as you say, and you're in, 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 an, in, in a sexual exchange and, you're in your mind and you're going off around, you know, what's this look like and this and that. It's kind of a form of disassociating. And a lot of women have that. They, they experience that. They even go off in their fantasy. And that is very normal and it's common. So there's no shame about it. It's not wrong. It's not a mistake. It's something that has happened. And you probably, it's like we all have a template we have an arousal template and that template might be a particular route. Like I can speak from my own experience that I had a particular template that I used over and over and over and over again. And it was all very focused on the, on the orgasm, as you said earlier on, and it was like fast and hard and then also fantasies and going off in my mind into another dimension. And when I started reading about this and started getting curious, it's like, where does this template come from? You know, it's very one dimensional. Actually, I'm missing out on all these other pathways that I have in my body, all these other experiences that I am not open to because I'm always choosing the same route. And so I had to change that route. And a lot of the times, another piece of homework that I give to women is to say, stop that route that you normally have completely for a month or so and see what happens so try and be aware of one what is your template what is your arousal template and then see where is it coming from is it still necessary do i want this no okay you want to change your template then let's stop that template for a little while and see what happens yeah that's such great that's such a great way to look at it such a great way to look at it and I was thinking too because you know a lot of times when I when I talk to my male friends about these kinds of things you know they'll comment about the time like why does it have to take so long and this and that and you know the whole men are microwaves women are ovens we need to preheat kind of a thing but I also tell them those those quick fast like you know, moments where, you know, it's, it's exciting and it's just a quickie because you got to run off to work or maybe you've got a client coming and those are just as fun and just as passionate. You can still be fully in your body, whether it's 10 minutes or whether it's 10 hours, you know, those, those quick quickies are not wrong, you know, at all. It's just getting the woman to realize that she can be fully present in her body and enjoy, you know, the long romantic stuff and then you know the quick powerful passionate stuff too like it's it's all fine there's no one right way to do this 
Mm -hmm, exactly. And that's also very important to always say, because otherwise we're just creating more shame and more kind of like, it's already so confusing, you know, with all these different messages. We have, as you say, porn and religion, and what do we choose? And as women, when we're starting to wake up and empower ourselves, I very often say when you're an empowered woman, you are able to pick and choose. Right. So pick and choose is something else than just going along and not being aware of it and not having a choice and not being able to, to yeah, even realize that you actually can, can make a choice. And so that's kind of good to remember. Yeah, as you said, it's like there's no wrong in, 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 in having a, a kind of more animalistic, you know, sexual yeah. experience. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And it's great to experience as a woman. I feel all the different facets of your sexuality. So, yeah, one day it might be like this and then another day it might be totally different. And it's right. more about giving us you know, we, we very, I use the sometimes as well, it's like a menu. So what is on your menu and what do you choose from your menu? Do you know what kind of choices you have as a woman in, in your body? What kind of experiences you're able to have as a woman? And so there is for a lot of women, there is a lot more there that they have never discovered or not even aware of. Right. I'm really loving this conversation because it's, it's just something that we don't talk about, you know, at least certainly not in this depth. And that's what the entire podcast is for, right? That's, that's what this, you know, that's what women's pelvis wellness is all about. And um, I had a couple people say women's pelvis wellness, that's going to limit your topics if you're only talking about the pelvis. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, if we just looked at the physical aspect of the pelvis, there are a, hundreds and hundreds of topics. But then you add in mental, emotional, and energetic, and it's unlimited. It really is because those first three chakras, you know, in that pelvic and abdominal area, I mean, that's everything and in, in related to our humanness. So that's going to be completely dependent on, you know, your life experience. So. I mean, it's so, the subject matters are, you know, innumerable, really. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for bringing up the topic of like with chakras, because that's kind of another area that I, I, I work with as well. And it's like, that's why I've been saying earlier, we need to have that foundation first. We need to have that grounding. We need to have our roots firmly planted into the earth before we can do anything further. So, you know, as women, we are kind of, I feel as a society, we're kind of stuck in the heart and the power center right now because we're kind of, you know, it's all about power and it's all about control. And when we fall into that gap, it's like we either become a victim or we become the perpetrator. And as an empowered woman, you're in your center and you're able to say, this is who I am. I'm assertive. And then at the same time, actually, when you work with the pelvic area, you're automatically also engaging this area. They are really connected to each other. Actually, they look very identical. This, um, the focal cords and, the, and the, the entrance of the womb, they are very identical. And, you know, if this area 
um, in, in the pelvis is kind of blocked and there's no connection there, there's no feeling there, there's no, there's a disassociation, a numbness there, then you will also realize that women cannot speak their truth. They cannot own who they are. They don't know who they are. They can't even ask for what they want and need. They are not able to set boundaries. And that is all to do with that fact that we are kind of not in the body, not centered enough, not grounded enough in order to be able to voice our wants and our needs. Right. And there is a specific connection too from, you know, the, from the sacral chakra to, you know, the third eye. And once your intuition, you know, is truly activated, you're truly listening to your intuition, you know, which is spiritual guidance and you are completely in tune with your body um, physically. What I have found is, you know, a lot of women that I've, you know, come across, they have said as they grow in their own in their own being, in their own power, in their own femininity, that the man that they're with either doesn't like it or really likes it. And I always tell them, like, you cannot shrink yourself. You cannot make yourself small. When you encompass this entire being of like feminine power, the right man will relish in it, you know? And also the right man is not your, shouldn't be your first goal. Like I'm going to do this so I can find the right man. You need to be the first goal and he'll show up when you're ready, which is something I've definitely had to learn because I've been single for five years. Like I'm ready. She ready. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've done, I mean, this whole five years has been dedicated to, you know, being an amazing mom and healing myself from the inside out. So, I mean, we always have more growth, but I feel so ready, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for adding that. And, you know, I, I, I think it's really amazing that you've done that work on yourself because I, again, as I, as I said earlier, when women come to me and they're single, this is perfect. This is the perfect time now to work on yourself, to explore your own sexuality, to discover who you are, to find out what you want, what you need, and become really clear. As you say, we're actually also, when we're going to connect with the third eye and even the crown chakra, we are going to be able to visualize and manifest that kind of person that we want in our lives by becoming crystal clear about it. And actually it's like you're, you're, you're already there. You know, you, you've already manifested this person in your life when you have the ability to also connect with this third eye center, which is, a, which is opening up again a whole new area where you're actually able to go and transcend yourself and look into your future and you can see through people like, you know, you might, you, you will, anyway, it's, it's a whole different world there to connect. But again, it's so important first to have that grounding and to have that connection with your body. So you're really firmly rooted because otherwise my experience is that, and that's what I see a lot as well, is that it becomes a little bit too much up here. And when it's ungrounded, things can go really off, like, like right. really wrong. 
<laughs> so it's like you have the highway your nervous system is like a highway and when you just suddenly just start continuously working on this area here that kind of frazzles your your it can frazzle your womb and your ovaries really right. and it's not natural for women to be up here all the time it's for women it's it's better to be lower down we are you know that's why we menstruate that's why we're able to make babies that's why we have hips that's why we are rounded and curvy because we are connected to that kind of rooted energy that that grounded energy where it's about um yeah giving birth and and feeling this lower your menstrual cycle is reminding you every month where your body where your pelvis is where your womb is where your ovaries are and it's and it's i give a lot of women homework as well it's like checking in every day feel and hold your hands on your belly and just feel what is happening here now what is what what, what is my womb wanting to say to me what am i feeling in my ovaries mm -hmm. and really connecting and listening to build that relationship with your body and especially your pelvis to yeah to to get yourself ground it right and also on this path of self-healing it's really crucial to find a group of women who are on the same path or in the same mindset because women who are not in that frame of mind not in the mindset they're still kind of stuck in that patriarchy they can be so detrimental to your healing path they really can because I've had so many friends tell me my own mother actually said you're just a man hater now you know and I said I'm not a man hater I have I have high expectations for myself and I know that when you have expectations you can be let down so I don't necessarily have expectations in relationships um, but what I do have are standards. Mm. And if somebody does something that's not okay with me, and I tell them once very clearly, this is not okay with me, and they continue to do it, then they are gone. Because what that shows is disrespect. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and I've even, you know, I've had men come back to me and say that wasn't my intention, you know, but I, you did it. I told you I didn't like it, and then you continue to do it, which means my feelings aren't, my, the message that I receive is your feelings and opinions aren't valid, they're not right, and you know, you're blowing it out of proportion, or it's not that big of a deal. So you're, I'm supposed to try to, I'm supposed to try to figure out your intentions before you speak, like that's not my job, you know? So. These, this is what I like. This is what I expect. I guess this is, these are my standards of certain types of especially respect in whatever area we're discussing. And if you continue to do something, I literally told you not to, well, then you're gone. Yeah. You know? yeah. Because not only is it me, but I have two boys watching me who are eventually going to be men. And I have a daughter watching me who's going to be a woman. And I, you know, I have to model that kind of behavior, I feel, for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you for doing that modeling because it's so important. And I, I really, 
you know, I also, I can also speak from my experience that I had no, no values, no beliefs or no um, boundaries really. And when I started working on myself, I, re I realized that how many times I allowed other people to tramp, to, to tremble all over me with their beliefs and their values. And I accepted it because I had no core strength. I had no right. identity. So it's like, that's what a lot of women, when I start working with them and then it's like, Oh really? Can I say no? Yeah, you can say no. You, this, if this is not, you know, if this is not aligned with your truth, you can say no. And it's, it's, it's kind of eye opening for a lot of women to be able to actually say, well, is this, is this normal? Do you think this is normal that my partner behaves in this way? Well, do you think it's normal? How does it feel to you? It's like check with yourself, but you know, someone's truth does not have to align with my truth, but I know my truth. And my truth is my truth. And it doesn't, you know, my reality is my reality. And your reality might be totally different. And that's fine. But I stay now with my values and my beliefs. And so if someone comes into my life who doesn't fit my values and my beliefs, they can still keep their own values and their beliefs. But I choose this. So I've learned over the years that it's like, I don't have to argue with them. I don't have to go into a fight with this person this is my truth this is my belief this is my value and yours can be yours and we don't have to agree we don't have to agree with it and we don't have to um, align with this and that's fine so it's becoming again it's like you pick and choose what works for you right yeah this has been an incredible conversation we could probably talk for you know a whole nother hour yeah um, but Rachel, I wanted to give you a chance to give a shout out to your own business and let the listeners know how they can find you. Yeah. And, you know, what, any kind of classes or offerings that you might have coming up soon. Yeah. So I, <clears throat> my, my work is, is very much focused on women in groups as well. That's what you mentioned earlier on. It's like, it's so important for women to come together and hear other women share their experiences because right. that's when they start to feel more confident and that's where they start to identify within themselves as well things that they want to like explore and change so i do a lot of work online now with women and i have groups running which are focused on pelvic wellness like you know we, we work with the jade egg as well and we use um practices that are from really long ancient traditions like Taoism and Qigong and I, I teach yoga as well and I my work is very focused on women and helping women to feel their own body again become embodied and empower them to learn to speak their truth again and I work with people one-on-one -on -one as well uh, through a counselor I'm a counselor as well so I work one-on-one -on -one with people and I have those groups and I do various of groups and various of workshops which um, yeah are all focused on this feminine empowerment and embracing their femininity their sexuality their sensuality and really starting to feel their own bodies again and learn to say this is what I want this is what I need this is who I am and 
I'm going to manifest it. I'm going to get it. <laughs> right, that's brilliant. Yeah. So what is your website? My website is called The Feminine Awakened. So there is all the information there and you can email me or you can call me. I'm based in the UK, but I, I work with people all over the world and I, uh, yeah, I, I work online. So that's why I'm able to work international as well. And yeah, it's, um, you're welcome to contact me and please, yeah, reach out for support and join some of my groups. Maybe they are, uh, yeah full of amazing women that are, you know, really on the path of, of, of awakening and living a conscious life. So it's, it's really, really powerful. Sure. And for listeners, um, all of Rachel's information will be in the show notes. So please be sure to check that out. And also when you do, um, when you do download her episode, rate and review it as well. Cause I always love to hear what you think and any questions that you might have um, for me or for Rachel. Yeah. So thank you for being with us today. I really, truly appreciate it. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for joining me today on Women's Pelvis Wellness, where you can be heard. Because remember, if you're not being heard, you're not being helped. Please join my Facebook group by the same name, Women's Pelvis Wellness, and join a community of women who are there for you to support you, guide you, and love you through your pelvic health struggles. Also, this is a great place to check out my new class schedule. Thank you for joining me in becoming a pelvis wellness warrior.